0: G'day guys and girls, and welcome back to the second part of the Extended Bench podcast. So what we want to do now is uh, we want to jump straight into the questions, but I'm a little bit haunted actually. We, uh, we got a bit of news through just in the break then, <laughs> and we found out that uh, for the Western Derby this week, they are no longer going to be awarding either a trophy or the Ross Clan Denning Medal. Witch. Outrageous. That is outrageous. We are absolutely shocked. You. I understand the sponsor has uh, has left or something along those lines, and the so I'm assuming they were sponsoring and purchasing the medal. But you've got to assume that two of the richest clubs in the AFL would be able to afford, between them, to buy the Ross Glen Denny medal. I don't care about the trophy. The Ross Glendetti medal has to keep going. I agree. The medal has to stay. That's... Yeah, I mean... We're, yeah. We'll, I, I didn't... I had to read the article a couple of times during the break. I didn't believe it. No, I didn't believe it when you told okay. me, mate. So, we'll push on, but we push on with heavy hearts, because that's just shocking. I should um, put some sad <laughs> music in there. <laughs> mate, what kind of technical <laughs> wizardry do you think I could do on this podcast? <laughs> More than me. <laughs> All right, questions. We'll jump straight into the questions. So, we've got a, a question from uh, Made For This... Uh, He's asking, do you hold or trade Whitfield? He's got two parts to this question. Mm-hmm. So, do we hold or trade Whitfield? I have Whitfield, so I can probably speak to this a little bit more than you. Go for it. I'm holding because he should be getting DPP status soon, and it'll be much more satisfying when you can switch him into the defensive line. He's he's lost money at the moment. Yes, I know. But at some point, I think people are going to have to get him into their defenses. You know, so, playing devil's advocate... Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets DPP status, Defender. switching him into your defence. Yeah. Who are you moving out of your defence to switch him in? Rookie. Which one? Uh, for Probably Aaron Norton. All oh, right, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but which of your... Playing rookies, are you putting? Oh, to the prob- bench? probably Finlayson moves on to the bench, or uh, because he's been a little bit more down lately. Mm-hmm. Dode, I don't think will keep up averaging one hundred and two. No, you know, I don't either. But I guess where I'm getting with this is who do you move out for him, and yeah, whose spot is he taking in defense, and is he going to be scoring more? That's that's accurate. So if you if you got him in thinking, oh, uh, just oh, this guy's averaging one hundred and twenty, uh, you know, you need to own him. Yes, you can move him on if you want. But if you got him on like I did, thinking that he was going to be a defender at some stage, that he was going to be a top defender at some stage as well, you can quite safely just go ahead and go, right, I'm going to put him straight into defence in a couple of weeks' time or in a week's time and be happy with that. So, hold Whitfield for me. Um. Yeah, I probably think if you went out and got him... you hold but I don't feel good about it. You don't feel good about it at all do you? If but, you haven't got him um, then he's going to be dropping for a fair bit for a fair while and you can possibly get him if it looks like he's turning a corner. Yeah definitely. Our uh, second part of Made for this question is is Mitch Madman Robo a top six forward? That is a great nickname I love it. Um, the mad dog himself jeez. Uh, <laughs> Was it last week we said you know someone's made it when they're a mad dog? You know someone's made it when they're a mad dog. There's very few mad dogs in the competition. Like, Mitch Robinson is a mad dog. Yeah, he is. We'll we'll have to compile a list at some stage of the competition's mad dogs, but Mitch Robinson would be right up the top. Uh, So, uh, Mitch Robinson, is he a top six forward? The answer is no. Unfortunately, mate, like, he's a good mid-pricer for me. Really? He would be in the conversation to be a good point of difference player on the fringes, maybe. Because remember, we we had that list that we did earlier in the podcast. There were a lot of good players in there. That's true. How many of them had forward status at the moment how many of them were expected D P. all of them had forward status at the moment we didn't you see inc- how good my memory we, is yeah, we didn't include Nat Fife or Dusty or any of those guys in those, right. um, those in ones that case yeah I agree I do think he's He's a great point of difference. Though. A good point of difference. He's had only one bad score this year. Mm-hmm. The rest of them have been 90 plus. If you have as him... As a forward, you're very happy with that. If you still have him in your team and you have him as your sixth forward, you can comfortably just leave oh, him there and see your he can be last goes. upgrade. Yeah, there's no issue with that. Yeah, I mean, you may not even have to upgrade him. If you want to back him in and yep. leave him as your sixth forward as that point of difference, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't be going out getting him, expecting that he'll be there at the end of the year. Yeah. But if you're getting him potentially as a stepping stone, I got no idea what his break-even is or what even his price is because the round's not finished. I can't access stuff through. I can look the at app. some things here. So he got 95 this week. He has a break-even of 67. He's priced just under 600k. Uh, last week, so he'd probably be about 605. So I could get him potentially as a stepping stone. Yeah, I don't hate that. He's averaging 96 before coming in this week, so he's averaging higher than Dave Mundy, who we gave a bit of a rap to earlier. Yeah, so I don't mind him, you don't mind bringing him in, but he's probably not going to be there at the end of the season. Yeah, he, he is a point of difference player, but I don't mind it. Um, question from Ryan, he's also got a two-parter here. He's saying, who do we rate higher in a 10-team, 20-player keeper league? Nick Newman or Mocky Weller? All right, so that's 200 keepers. Yep. Um, if it was less keepers, I would quite easily say Lockie Weller, mm. because Nick Newman plays for Horse Long Life. Oh, my God. And I think he's taken the Tom Mitchell role of being hated by Horse. Oh, he must have slept with Horse's daughter. Like, I, I don't even know if Horse has a daughter. I, and, and he very may well, But uh, and we don't want to cast aspersions on anyone <laughs> for any reason, but... Jeez, it's just. It it's a horse, like has to have some whipping boy. really And it's, really Nick, does. Newman and it's Nick Newman this year. And if Nick Newman does leave and go to another team that has a role I think for he'll him, be really good. he could be an incredible defender. But you don't know if he will or not. Yes. So, so if you had a smaller league, I would say Lockie Weller quite easily because I don't trust the horse factor for Newman. Because of the league size, I would say Lockie Weller still, but. Um, I don't mind keeping Newman. Yeah, either do I. Um, I think Lockie Weller has more upside. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, second part of the question is uh, Do you think Dan Hanners can find form again? Is his struggles because of the limited preseason? I'd say yeah. Yeah, struggles are because of the limited preseason. Um, maybe a little bit. I've watched a few Sydney games this year. Sydney are a little bit up and down, they're just off. They're, there's something strange about them because, on paper, they should be one of the best teams in the competition, like top two constantly. Yeah, um, and they should have. at all, I would have said they should have won every game. They should so be undefeated. I, yeah, um, and I think they dropped two games this year. So Over the SCG from memory. Yeah, so yeah, because they lost to Port and they lost to Adelaide, which is very very strange for them. So um, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Do we think we can come? In, he can come into form. Yes, absolutely, he will at some point. But don't jump on him now, thinking that he will. Like no. it's, he's. Doing terribly. Yeah. So in salary cap, if you've got him, I'm moving him on. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be top eight at the end of the year. Yeah. Um. So I'm moving him on before he bleeds even more cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, speaking, of knowing what he's actually worth. Yeah. At the moment. Um. And I, if I don't have him in salary cap, I'm waiting to see when he bottoms out and when it looks like he's turned the corner, because Great. that'll happen at some point in drafts. I'm benching him. Um. For now, and playing someone else in in his place until oh. it looks like he's turned the corner. I like it. Um, yeah, so it's it's tough with Dan Hunter, it's just like Josh Kennedy and uh, to a lesser extent Luke Parker because Luke Parker is still playing some good footy, yeah. uh, but those other two just aren't playing any. Um, Question from Brody. He's asking, uh, if we have a luxury trade, which player would you ditch first? Parker, Neil, or Lions? We talked about all three of these guys in the Ooh. podcast, and we said I'm pretty sure that we said you have to get rid of all three as well. Yeah. If we have to rank them, though, if I was ranking, I'm actually them, moving Neil first. You're moving Neil first. I, oh, I'm moving Neil first, Lions second, leaving Parker for last. I'm moving Lions first. Um. Neil second, Parker last. So, I think we're both keeping Parker because we think he has the best potential. Over those guys, yeah. Yep. I'm going Neil first because he's playing well. He's just not scoring. Lions hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. Uh But when he does play well, his ceiling is huge. And he's not playing badly because he's getting attention necessarily. He's just not playing well. Happy with that. I'm ranking Lions lower because I think you have a really poor game this week against Adelaide. I think Adelaide will be running amok and will destroy Gold Coast this week at home. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm so, still keeping my ranking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, all three of them are worthy of being yeah, ditched. If you've got a luxury, luxury trade, ditch them. <laughs> yeah, if then, you've got two luxury trades, ditch two of them. Yeah, definitely. Um uh, we've got another question for Brody's two-parter here. Yeah. Uh, who would you prefer in a keeper league, Jaden Stevenson or Jordan degoey? So I did see this one Ooh. earlier and did a very, very small amount of research. Uh, yeah, so basically, get out of the studio. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what we do. tagline of this podcast is, we don't do research, mate. I didn't even know we had a, t- a tagline. <laughs> didn't research it. All right. Uh, so Dugowie... <laughs> Yeah. DeGoey has played 51 career games. He's had six tons, Mm -hmm. two scores in the 90s, and this is very technical now, a bunch in the 80s and loads in the 70s. A bunch. I love it. All right. But the important thing, he's had six tons and two 90s in 51 games. Mm -hmm. There's a bit of fantasy potential there. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That is the extent to my research. Okay. (laughs) And Jaden Stevenson's only obviously played the four games, but there has been a a ripping game in there, and there has been glimpses. Uh, in a keeper league, which would I prefer? I would prefer Jaden Stevenson. If I'm contending soon, yeah, it's very. I might go to goey ahead of him. Stevenson, I prefer as a player, and I prefer him long term because he's something different he that is, Collingwood don't have. Dugouy yeah. is very much one of those all the same sort of potential midfielder mm-hmm. type players. He's very similar to a lot of their other guys. Stevenson is very different. Um, mm-hmm which I think it just gives him a few more strings to his bow yeah it does so and and the thing we always say about Collingwood is they have a lot of similar players so and yeah. Jordan degoey does to an extent fit into that mix along with like Crocker Josh Thomas um, you know, they got Chris Maine who probably won't get it ahead of them but they, they do have a lot of those uh, even like Taylor Adams and those sort of yeah, guys would running through the same sort of player mm. um, so I think it, having said that though as I said if I'm contending soon DeGoey's Further along. Yeah, so I'd probably prefer him then. But if you're if you are a little bit lower on the ladder and you don't think you're going to be able to push for that premiership this year, definitely go all in on Jaden Stevenson. Love that kid, and he does provide something different yeah, as well. Really like him. Yeah, um, and oh for God's sakes! All right, all right. Um, at the <laughs> the weekly uh, Twitter question from the Dream Team dating advice oh, I dating, read dating it this advice way AFL. I've just read it. I don't want to because it has nothing to do with fantasy football. I, I'm sure. I'm sure guest host Brody has something to do with hounding us about this. Um, the question is: Should you kiss on a first date? And what is the perfect first date? That has nothing to do with fantasy football. So I refuse to answer it. Well, you're just no fun well if, if you uh, at least make some vague attempt to link it to fantasy 40 and i might answer it all right so much like fantasy no, don't, football don't you answer it much like fantasy football you've got to go with your gut christian so if your gut tells you that you need to kiss on the first day you go for it <laughs> right. you go for it son all right what was the second part uh, what is the perfect first date Matt are you, is it strolling on the beach is it uh, <laughs> oh, you might not like sand with a with mobile phone in hand so that you can check your scores is that, is oh, that, that mobile phones are, uh, uh, you have to have the phone oh, to check your scores alright again you just go with your gut go with what feels right and we push on I trust think. yourself Christian <laughs> I think we've got another trust question trust yourself
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to read the next question yeah, too, what, what's,
0: what's the next question alright so this oh, is from God. Kieran yep Still genuinely confused about which Western Bulldogs Bailey is the good one. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> and the second part is I'm interested, and we'll do the first part first. Yep. So, yep. which Bailey from the Western Bulldogs is the good one? The good one. Bailey Dale. I'm still not genuinely convinced either one of them is actually good. <laughs> no, but no. if I have to pick one, I prefer Bailey Williams. And I prefer Bailey Dale, which is why the Bailey off started exactly. and why Bailey do you have Watch a, continues. Anything to support your. Prefer Bailey or is it just gut feel? Uh, it's gut feel. Mine is gut feel as well. we don't have (laughs) statistical evidence or even a perfect role that they're playing or consistency. Uh, And the 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 honest answer might be that neither of them's (laughs) (laughs) good. But we'll find out together. Yeah, we will. That's Um, what this podcast is is a question. I'm interested in where you see Banfield's career going. Bailey Banfield. Mm. Oh so he's got another Bailey. It's a pretty Bailey focused Question. Oh, I I know where Bailey Banfield's career is going and he is Ryan Crowley 2.0. So, Ross Lyon likes those role players. He really likes those role players. And I think he's honed down on what Bailey Banfield is really good at, at AFL level. He's not a star player. He's a foot soldier role player and I think he'll be a really good foot soldier. But I agree. Part of the shame of it is that you say that he's not a star player, um, but you never know. He could develop into that. But I believe that Ross Lyon will continue playing him in this tagging role, which he is admittedly really good at. Yeah. But it does stunt his development a little bit. So, yeah, um, I don't think... He's not going to be a fantasy player. He's going to average... We've got him this year as a rookie. And after that, we probably won't look at him He's probably going to average 65 to 70 or something like that as a midfielder because he is going to be tagging players. And, you know, after this year... He'll probably be just the bane of fantasy coaches. He will be someone that we talk of in very, very harsh terms. Probably. So enjoy this year while, while you can. Definitely. Enjoy Bailey while you can. Part three. Part three of the Bailey question. They're, oh god. All right. Rank the Bailey's. Oh. God. Slash Bailey's, because they're spelled different. So clearly this is one of the listeners that loves the, the Bailey coach. So, rank the Bailey's. Dale. Williams, Banfield, and Fritch, in order of their AFL potential and fantasy potential. Oh, okay. Um, AFO. Oh, geez. All right, I'll go. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this into. Geez, that's tough. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to put this into AFL potential because we can't rank that. Like that's like <laughs> this is possibly one where we should have actually done some research. They're, they're all young players who are starting off. I think they all have a good amount of potential for completely different roles as well. They are completely different players, each and every one of them. I'm going to add another Bailey on as well. Which one, Zach Bailey? Zach Bailey? Zach Bailey is the highest of all of them for me. Agreed. Um, so if you're trying to rank them for fantasy, we can do that a little bit better. Yep. Bailey Banfield would be right down the bottom. Agreed. Um, I would say that. Oh, actually, free. No, Fritsch I think has a bit of a future in, it. Um, okay. but just a little bit higher than Bailey Banfield because I think Fritch will remain a forward, uh, whereas Banfield will stay a centre. So if Fritch is averaging seventy odd, there's still that deep draft leagues that might yeah, take him. So, but yeah. if you're averaging sixty five to seventy in the midfield like Banfield, and you're pretty much useless. Exactly. So. Banfield on the bottom, Fritch just above him, uh, probably, and then a uh, switcheroo with Dale and Williams. Because, depending on which of us is talking, exactly, I'm yeah. higher with Dale. You're higher with Williams and Zach Bailey at the top. We have big wraps on that kid. Yeah, uh, but he's going to be a long term. He's a long term prospect. Like, 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 it's not going to be. It's going to be three, four years before he's realizing exactly the potential he's that we he's just to just a league prospect. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully that helps. And I think that's the questions for this week, mate. I think so. All right, we're pushing on to our favorite part of the podcast. I love Risk It for the Biscuit. All right, um, so an update. Yep. Actually, do the rules first. All we right, we'll do, do, we'll the, do the, rules. the rules. All right, so this is that game. Well, I mean, we love it because every week or every other week, there's always that game where you ju- it's just a must win. You know, you're playing against the le- <coughs> leader, you've got injuries, you might have a suspension, something like that. You desperately need a depth player just for that one week. This is that guy that you can risk it on. So, um, you want to just get him in for one week, maybe two weeks, and just hope for the best. Hope that he gets that big score. Um, so, the rules are they have to be owned by less than 50% of the competition in ultimate footy. Yep. That's what we use. Uh, because they need to be available to most people out there. Mm-hmm. And the other rule is we can't have already picked them this year. Because there are those guys that we would have jumped on week after week. Yes. So, the scores at the moment is... Didn't have the right page open. Nicely done. There we go. That's back we to are... the no research ways. <laughs> so we are both currently on five points, although yep. you do have Castania to play tomorrow. Oh, and he's going big. No, he's no. not gonna Ooh, he's so going to score. So it's big. going to be five points. So on five points. You did have the max four for the round. That's so. a good round. Hey, mate, I could go max four as well. Um, I'm not going to. <laughs> in my re- my notes that I've got here, I've just got Mitch Honeychurch in exclamation marks and underline. <laughs> go Alrighty, Honeychurch. So I go. think it's your turn to go first. Um, now, because the round is not complete, um, all the stats and numbers and stuff aren't updated. Yeah. There's four, four teams that we haven't seen them play uh-huh. yet, so they may get injured, they may do badly. It's difficult from a form perspective to figure out who's good. Yeah. So you're... Uh, your host Christian suggested that we don't actually do risk it this week. No, no, I, I did, thought I did, that actually. sounded like yeah. cowardice. So, yeah, you did say you did call me a coward by, by the text. So I line, but, but because I'm generous I said, how about we just do one? And I agree. Even That's though a, I have three options that I could use. Well I'll we'll go with one. It was three o'clock and you know the research hadn't been done yet and it's <laughs> not my problem. Not my problem. And then when I looked, I realised we didn't have enough teams to, to base this off statistics. So, your turn to go first. It is we my turn to so go first. So, this week we are doing one risk it. Yes, we are doing one risk it. And I am going for a player who is owned by 23% of the competition. Mm-hmm. Maverick Weller. Ooh, From St Kilda. Now, he scored 97 in his comeback game this week. And he was one of the better players for the Saints as well. He, he played his role really well. Um, he was hard at it. Um, he got out. He got some uncontested ball when needed, but he was in amongst it in the contest, forcing some pressure as well. So I don't think you have to worry about him losing his place in the side this week, which is a little bit of an issue with some of those depth guys sometimes. Yeah. Um, he was, like I said, he is playing sort of a fantasy-friendly role. He's not just playing um, a forward pocket and staying up there. He was pushing up the ground and he was getting those plus sixes. He actually had six marks, he had three tackles in amongst that, 50-50 kick-to-handball ratio as well, and there were six contested possessions in there too, so I liked the evenness among the stat line, Uh, with a goal as well, one goal one. Um, And the other thing is, they're playing Hawthorne this week, and Hawthorne leaked points against the Kangaroos. I think mm-hmm. that Mav Weller can get in amongst it. Maybe he won't go for a 110, you know, one of those massive scores. No, I wouldn't. But think so. I reckon that he could go between 90 and 95 for you this week as a forward, and that is a great pick for me. Yeah, okay. I like I the, the fact, too, good. that he's playing at University of Tasmania, yeah, whatever yeah, it's called. you cool. mentioned that earlier, yeah, which I'm pretty sure is the Tasmania ground. Does allow good scores, not yes. like the other one. that I think North plays at where you kick the ball and it ends up fifty meters behind you. <laughs> it's so good to watch. Um, okay, yeah, no, I don't hate that one. Yep. Um, although because he is that small forward type role, he can be a bit inconsistent in scores. It can be, yeah. But he was pushing hard up the ground, so he was getting those extra lead-up marks. Um, So hopefully you can continue on with that. All right, who is the top of your three picks that you've got there I'm slightly torn between two, if I'm honest. You're not allowed to mention both of them either. That's not how this works, mate. This is a game. I'm going to save one of the other ones. I play to win here. Um, Speaking of, where's my trophy? That's why you changed the rules. (laughs) Where's my (laughs) two hours before I was supposed to start recording? Oh, yeah, I did do that. Um, But this time I said no. All right, so my number one pick is George Holland Smith. Who oh, you shouted down at the did. top of the podcast today? I did shout that down, and you did talk me around to it for one or two weeks as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, all right. So I'll, I'll go through my reasoning again in case people haven't listened to the first part of the podcast. Geelong um, midfielder, centre yep. in ultimate footy, mm-hmm. owned by seventeen percent of teams, started by three percent, which shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's only played one game so far this year, but he scored one hundred and twenty-three against Port. Gotcha. Now he plays Sydney. In round six at the Cattery. That's an interesting game. Sydney's not in great form, they're no. midfield. And Geelong will currently be missing Joel Selwood, although apparently they are challenging his suspension at the Tribunal tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But currently Geelong are missing Joel Selwood, Ablett, and possibly Scott Selwood after his I would concussion. say probably Scott Selwood. As so well. he's probably not losing his spot. Yeah. They're going to need him playing midfield. Oh, he'll be playing. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, as I said, Sydney's mids are in poor form, and Hall and Smith played very well on the weekend. That's pretty much what I like got. It. No, I like it. So I think for a a one, one for or two weeks, um, I think he's a good chance to yeah. score reasonably well. And I thought I'd go out on a bit of a limb and actually play, a, choose a midfielder. For once you yeah, always go forwards and it's backs, it's very hard to choose midfielders with risk it for the biscuit because the general feeling is to get that two points, you need to score about 100. Yeah. Whereas with a forward, you can probably get away with a 90 to 92 plus or something like that and still make two points. Yeah, uh, I thought if us. ever there's t- a time to go for a midfielder, yep, th- it's this week. That's true. And of course, the scoring system for it is you know, you'll either get zero for a failure, you'll get one point for a pass, and you'll get two points for an epic victory. So, um, yeah, hopefully, well. Hopefully, uh, Mav Weller does awesome for me this week, and uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll be rooting on uh, George Holland and Smith next weekend. Yes. Perfect. So, obviously, we still have a couple of games of the fantasy footy round to go. We've got Melbourne Richmond tomorrow night and Collingwood Essendon. And like we said earlier, definitely get around that on Anzac Day because that's, that's just going to be a fantasy. Friendly always, always a special day. It's lovely to watch. Yeah. Um, Are we re- reviewing them next week? We, uh, we'll probably take a quick look at them, but it won't be a massive review because we'll have you know almost one and a bit to do yeah, that, that way be a long, long, be podcast. A long yeah. podcast so hopefully the next two games go well for all of you out there listening and if you're an iTunes listener if you don't mind always love it when you jump on give us a review give us a rating hopefully your team does epically next weekend as well we'll catch you next Monday guys